welcome to the Untouched Quest. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Siri. And if you want to follow the story, you can read ElfQuest for free at ElfQuest.com. And remember to follow us on your favorite podcast platform. So this is going to be a special episode that we have decided to dedicate to Rayek. And with us today, we have a special guest, Heather. Hello, guys. Uh, some of you might remember me as Manga, the awesome one in pigtails, officially named by Richard Peeney as the most rabid and obsessed Rayek fan on the planet, and former head of the Rayek Admiration Society for Humans webpage, which is kind of defunct because life, the universe, and everything. Yeah, so nice to have you here. So we found you in the um, ElfQuest or ElfQuest group, fan, fan group, or yeah. Yeah, it was the ElfQuest and... Facebook group. You you posted your your review of the Hidden Years number nine, The Enemy's Face, and, and I had some uh, notes to add. Yeah, yes. uh, so uh, me, Siri, I'm not part of that group because, spoilers, you know. She's not allowed in. <laughs> right. So uh, Elizabeth just took screenshots of your comments, and it's really fun to see, like, a different perspective of everything. Um, obviously, we are pretty similar in opinion yeah. when it comes to like upbringing and yeah, all that. Yeah. Well, I didn't finish listening to it because I figured nobody needed to hear me ranting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I I I didn't th- take it like negative. Everything you said, I was like, oh, this is fun. This is fun, like discussing everything because I didn't think about it that way and everything that. You said like you started with like the first thing when the parents were harvesting uh, the they food. They were working the garden and as yeah. far as I can see their solution to childcare was to tell a two-year-old to sit patiently in the hut Yeah, by themselves. Yeah. That doesn't really work with a two-year-old. While they were working and I understand that yes they were doing a drought and there was a lot of stuff that they had to do that they maybe would not have done in another situation but like there's no sign of another elf the babysitter elf coming after him no or any like younger elf that could have just entertained him yeah like what about that one elf who said oh i've never seen a baby before (laughs) yeah (laughs) could have been excited playing around with the baby yeah it's like (laughs) you know okay here sure yeah or just you know take turns like the grown-ups needed a break i'm sure yeah and so with a village of like 40 some adults somebody gets to be on baby duty or as i mentioned in in the uh, thing there's lots of things like my mom the back third of my yard was a garden when i was growing up and my mom had grapes and tomatoes and sunflowers and all kinds of stuff and i remember being out there with her and there's things you can task a little child with like you know pick off all the bugs yeah it's so true point out this one particular weed and have them pick out that weed yeah easy stuff that you can do no matter your age yeah or you know oh hey you know dig a hole in the ground right here and you know we'll put the the seeds or whatever there there's just I, I I really feel that he was just kind of left to his own devices from a very, 
very early age. I mean, by the time he's like five or seven, he's talking about being more at home out in the mountains alone with his parents than in the village. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I have a six year old. The idea of letting him wander around the mountain when there's mountain lions and jackals and <laughs> crevices to fall down and just and you know poisonous snakes yeah and they're just like okay sure kid come back when we call you so yeah I and mean, that's that's a topic i'm quite passionate about yeah yeah we noticed it, <laughs> i think it's fun like myself i'm a big fan of being a will which is another like villainous like persona in the universe of elf quest yeah. but i feel you're even more passionate about rayek though <laughs> quite possibly yeah, yeah uh, there's a whole lot of psychological identification there i'm uh, not gonna put myself you... on the on like the psychologist on the therapist couch here but but so i was just diagnosed adhd last year and so that explains a whole lot about my sense of alienation through my entire life and why I see that so strongly in Rayek. I mean, yes, yeah. he is a jerk. And in a lot of ways, he has asked for it. But especially, I, okay, disclosure, Rogue's Challenge, the graphic novel that contains yeah. New Year's number nine, is the first ElfQuest book I read. So oh, I was really? kind of primed from the beginning yeah you got to meet rayek a lot of stories about rayek from the very beginning but rogues challenge is that the one we have no, recorded you haven't with... read rogues challenge oh is... <laughs> rogues curse oh. is the stuff that takes place after the events of the events that happen after kings of the broken wheel I'm trying to avoid spoilers yeah rogues challenge is a separate book that seems to be basically all about Rayek. It is There's, all about Rayek. They've got the um the How Shall I Keep from Singing, that sort of parable about the high one's first coming that you know Wendy has yeah. said, don't take it literally. <laughs> there's that. And then there's Daughter's Day, where Rayek and Venka spend a day together after the events of Kings of the Broken Wheel yeah mm -hmm. and the enemy's face i think it's just those four i can't think of any others right yeah. now i could go get yeah, my copy i chat. think so would you like say that's why you're such a big fan of rayak or do you like do you know why rayak is like is it your favorite elf he's my favorite elf yeah. he is like he walked into my heart and has never left so do you know like why he's your favorite elf or is it just like he's your favorite period <laughs> You know, well, like I said, that sense of alienation, that sense of I'm striving to do the right thing, but everybody around me is always telling me I'm doing it wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like in terms of personality, I would say I'm a lot more Talit or Moonshade. Um, I think if I had read the books when I was like eight, Cutter would have been my favorite. I mean, at yeah, that time, uh... I was all about. When did you start reading ElfQuest? Like, how old were you? I was 16 or 17. Yeah, okay. How did you discover ElfQuest? So, very, so, 
uh, I had some friends. We, you know, we were driving around as teens do, and we found this comic book store way the heck out and gone from where anywhere I'd been before. And I found uh, a comic, and the comic was Hidden Years number five, the one with Talit and the little the human comic. baby. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I really lucked out. I mean, that's one of Wendy's that she did from start to finish. The, the illustrations and the paintings are just so gorgeous. And it's mostly self-contained. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, you know, one of my big problems with trying to pick up comics is, you know, oh my God, <laughs> I'm not going to understand what's going on. But in this one, like there was, you know, there was a bit of, of framing and then otherwise the story was just itself. And I read that and I kept that around for a while. Um, I, I still have it. It's gorgeous. <laughs> and then um, another day I was down at a library. It was, again, a little bit farther away from where I usually went. And I came across in years book number nine, the Rogue's Challenge one. And I was like, oh, hey, I remember this elf quest thing. And I picked it up and I read it. After oh. after number nine, uh, I went to the bookstore and I picked up number four because it had Rayek on the cover. Yeah, <laughs> good choice. And I, I don't remember what order I read them from there, but just you know, eventually I got them all. Mm. Yeah. yeah, so you have read read the whole story. You know everything. I have everything. I have read everything except New Blood, which I have that I just, as well didn't really jive with the art and wasn't really particularly interested in any of the characters. But yeah, like Rogue's Challenge starts with Rayek um, feeling like he's failed. He's, yeah, lost, he's, like he's lost his magic. He's failed to inspire his people to a higher and better way of life. I didn't understand what any of that meant at the time, but the sense of failure. And he says to Winnowill, you know, does she know how this feels? Like, being homesick for a home I've never known. Yeah. And I mean, there's an Irish word for that. It's called Hiraith. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. I just learned it. It was a cool word. Day. <laughs> and like, if I had a soul name, it would probably be that. Being homesick for a place I've never known has been my feeling for like as long as I can remember. I once, when I was like eight ish, um, I, my mom picked me up from the summer day camp I'd been at. And by the time we got home, and it wasn't a long trip, I was delirious with fever. And I remember, you know, she was putting me in the tub, she was cooling my body down with the lukewarm water, and I'm raving and raving going, I want to go home, I want to go home. And some part of me is going, but this is my house. I am home. But just the rest of me was like, no, <laughs> this isn't it. <laughs> Not quite. I want to go home. And so just, yeah, that that feeling in Rayek is like, you know, we're, we're, we're bonded, super glue. Mm -hmm. Like We know life doesn't have to be this freaking hard. Yeah. yeah. It's Having better somewhere, somehow, if only we can find it. Yeah. I'm not exactly willing to, you know steal the palace and go 10,000 years into the future to find it. <laughs> but I understand the impulse. And then, and Winnowill, like in that moment, Winnowill 
pushed him. I think mm. if she hadn't said anything right then, he might not have done it. And I'm not blaming Winnell. He is he's still culpable for his choices. Mm -hmm. But we can't look at people's choices and completely disregard why they think that is a good thing to do. I mean, unless they are literally completely out of touch with reality and sane, yeah. they think that's the right thing. And that's like, that's my problem with Cutter and that whole thing was he immediately jumped down Rayek's throat with both boots, yelling and threatening to kill him and just all kinds of bullshit. And it's like, dude, if you had shut up and let the ones that Rayek respects in your own words, reason with him, I don't know that it would have went the way it went. Again, I'm not excusing Rayek or saying it's all Cutter's fault, but I am saying that what Cutter did was probably one of the worst things he could have done. He knows Rayek and he have issues, but oh, he yeah. the I am chief and you do what I say thing to somebody who hates his guts and, and doesn't really respond him. to I am chief and you do what I say. Yeah, yeah you Rayek does not. Two, two to tango, so. <laughs> yeah. Just, mm. Again, I, I wish that authority anyway. So yeah, I, I wish <laughs> the cutter could have like, like he did. I, I go back over it again and again and again. You know, he did say something about knowing that the ones they left behind were worse than dead. Yeah. Ex okay. No, that particular wording. That's that's from the end. That's the end because then Equar says, "Nor could I." And that's what hits Rayag. Yeah, realizing <sighs> that even the core wouldn't support him. Yeah. But Cut Cutter did say something that kind of addressed it. But just, I can't blame Cutter for not knowing about all the twisty little corners in Rayag's mind and heart that led him to want that. But I, I can kind of blame him for, for saying things like, you know, You've never known peace here. Well, I guess that's just too bad. And you're going to have to go crazy like all the other long-lived elves. I'm like, dude, your <laughs> wife or life mate, sorry, wrong word, and your son are immortal. So you're just yeah. like, oh, well, I guess I'll just, mm -hmm. you know, be dead before they go crazy. Can, can you mm -hmm. not stop and see why somebody who lives a completely different lifestyle than you might not be content continuing as things are. Very true. Yeah, and then uh, going a little bit back to the beginning, do you think like Rayak would have been a total different person or had a different like way of thinking or being if he like was more supported by his family and the village? Or 100%. Just react, you know, like 100%. If a village of 40 something adults had not left a one armed elementary schooler to feed them, said <laughs> child might not have gotten the idea that nobody around him knows what they're doing and it's up to him to fix everything. So true. Like, I think it was harder for me to see it because I first got to know Rayak as an adult. 
and then like see his upbringing i was more like oh that's why he is that way because like x y and z and like his parents didn't care but then maybe reading it the opposite way like looking at his childhood first and then his later life yeah. makes more sense and just, the villagers seem to be preferential vegetarians definitely yeah at least most of them yeah um and the way his parents are like you know you know animals live like that and sadly in bad times so must we like they do they do then you know like you know say you made a brave choice but i just wonder how much of a negative attitude they had about it that he picked up on yeah or just a feeling of them not being the whole them you know they, they look down on it you know oh, animals yeah. live that way and i just see a lot of like his separation aside from his isolation on their side on his side it's defensiveness like first like he's a bit of an outsider for hunting you know for 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 killing meat and then he's a bit of an outsider for his magic that nobody else really has or really understands and they start putting him up on this pedestal one of my problems with the sun folk just in general is the pedestal that they put their magic users on is not good mentally healthily no, they're not emotionally as like part of the tribe they're they're kind like of responsible for to, doing something and you know they're treated as special so what i see happening to rayek is a whole lot of isolation and pedestaling giving so at first he's like you know he separated them from them and at first he doesn't really like it and tries to avoid it as i mentioned with him hiding his magic from sava at first he wasn't all like oh hey guys i've got magic you all love me he was his his response was i'm gonna hide it or they won't respect me as a great hunter um and you know sava sava's different like he at a young age, he recognized that the magic users were already different and it was okay for Sava because she was the mother of memory, but he was just a little boy. And on a level that he maybe couldn't articulate, I feel he knew that that wasn't what he wanted for himself. Mm-hmm. Only he got it anyway, which led to a kind of sour grapes attitude. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, well. I'm not one of you. Well, then that's good because you all suck. Yeah. And also, back to your your question about if his parents had supported him, um, there's different kinds of attachment they refer to in psychology, like insecure attachment or secure attachment. And he has a very, very insecure attachment type. Like it looks secure because he clings like a freaking burr. Yeah. But it's because he's so, he knows that his parents didn't even stick with him. And Lita was playing maybe yes, maybe no for like 600 years. Mm -hmm. And that's just gonna screw up somebody's mind if they can't trust anyone to really be there for them. Cutter had Skywise from the beginning. Yeah. 
if Rayek had had somebody like that, or even just, you know, maybe, you know, a happy family. I mean, as I said in the thing, it, it's a bit much for an 11 year old to move out and live with his teacher. Like it, the more people who love a child, the better. Mentors are great, but it's a completely different thing for him to stop thinking of his parents as his parents. Yeah, he barely and, says hi to them when he passes them. Yeah, and he, he you know, he says hi. He's like, shade and sweet water, Jara Ingen. Yeah. And he said specifically that Sava took him in and became a mother in a truer sense than she who bore him. Yeah. yeah. And again, as I said in my comments, for those who've already seen this, Bearclaw and Joyleaf show up more often in the quest and they've been dead from the beginning. <laughs> yeah, they have. Yeah. <laughs> Jara and Ingen are never even in the background somewhere. I've tried to look for them. And you know, at the moment when Rayek brings the palace back and they're all celebrating in the Sun Village and Ekwar says to him, were you my own child? I could not be more proud. There's nothing. They're not there. They like, have you- As far as I could tell know. up until recent events, they were dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But do you know, like, are they only mentioned in that one issue or like drawn and mentioned in that one, one issue or are they mentioned and shown in any other issues? That gets into spoiler territory. Do you really yeah. want me to answer that? No, <laughs> we don't. Well, you don't have to say if like the name then, but yes they, or no question. They, they will show up later. Okay. Yeah. okay, so they are mentioned a little bit, but not as much as like as Fair far point. as we have come, they haven't been around. No, they they will come up briefly for like, I don't know, two panels. But yeah, with his parents, they're not there, but Joy Leaf and Bearclaw is there all the time. Yeah. <laughs> or they're at yeah. least they're mentioned all the time. Like we've they, seen they, them they come up, stories. They're you know, they're talked about. Like Bearclaw as a spirit perhaps visits Cutter when he's dying in yeah. um in the troll caverns. <laughs> they're there. Yeah, and other elves talks about them. We hear yeah. about them. We see memories of their past, um, how they lived their life, what they were like. You don't see that with Rayek's parents. No, which is just kind of funny because Rayek's father, Ingen, looks just like him or vice versa. I just, I really want to know. Uh, you know, some wolf rider comes around a corner and bumps into what he thinks is Rayek. Yeah. <laughs> Only it's not. Can't imagine him running into Cutter. <laughs> I don't think... Like maybe their noses would have told them that it was an elf pretty quick. Like aside from the fact that they dress nothing alike and don't yeah. have hair at all. Meeting Cutter, being angry, um, seeing someone that looks exactly like Rick, the other senses may go out the window. <laughs> yeah, they Cutter. They might. He's he's pretty short tempered sometimes. So sometimes, yeah. Yeah, yeah what does it matter if you have the manners of a troll and smell about it? <laughs> <laughs> so true though yeah <laughs> yeah and i think there were some other points you mentioned when you comment like uh later to like with rayak that yeah. with his relationship with lita yeah from a young age. Age. the whole maybe yes maybe no thing forever yeah. and yeah. ever and ever and ever she really didn't know her own mind now i have actually in my life been in a situation where I didn't know my own line and I was you know, kind of trying to choose between two. So I cut her a bit of slack for that. 
but for the 600 years beforehand of always dodging the question. I'm like, sweetheart. Yeah, she was teasing Rayak for quite some years before Cutter came. So yeah, the, the novelization yeah. of, Sir, of Journey to Sorrow's End says, you know, he'd always been hers to hold at arm's length or pull in close on a whim. And she was perfectly happy with that. And like, okay, once somebody asks you to be their life mate, yeah, you don't have to say yes. No. But you do have to say yes or no. Yeah, but yes she or didn't no. say no either, did she? No, she just she avoided just, yeah, answering. Like she, she, she dodged it. You know, she, she let him down gently, but she was never flat out. This is not what I want out of life. No, okay, I don't want a life mate. Right no, now. not until I can't remember if this was in the novelization or if it was in the audio movie. But they 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 added a few little scenes. Yeah, and she she does say something a little more direct, and you know, basically says, you know, you know, we have each other. You know, isn't that enough? And he says, no, that's not enough for me. No, because he wants something totally different than what she wants right and like when okay when he you know he's up front this is what i want this is what i'm looking for yeah and she's just like okay well i don't know maybe yeah <laughs> yeah just th th there were a lot of early influences in his life that left him you know desperately seeking somebody who would stick with him i mean look at how he's glued to equar yeah, he's the only security he kind of have in his adult life. Literally. But he's the, like, he's the only one who actually taught him magic that he can use. Like now he's the one who helped him get stronger too. He helped so. him strengthen his magic. Yeah. I mean, so, so there's that. But just in the troll war, when they're, when he's, when Rayek is taking Lita and Ekwar across the cavern and he's, you know, he's trying to shield their eyes from the obscenity that's taking yeah. place below. It says, you know, these are the two beings dearest to him in all the world. He's still, like, and that's probably going to be a spoiler question. Yeah, I was going to ask if Rayak ever will let go of Lita, but <laughs> that's probably a spoiler question. Well, but, I don't, yeah. it depends on what you mean by let go. Um, I, I don't I, think I, he will ever completely let go. I, I think that she will always have a special place in his heart. Yeah, yeah. because now he kind of got Wienerville, but he's still also clinging to, to Lita in a way, you know, like, like, feels yeah, like... She, she will always be there for him in, in, in some manner and he for her. Yeah, they were each other's closest companion for 600 years. That yeah. doesn't just disappear, but... And Venka said, this isn't a spoiler, it's in Hidden Years, Daughter's Day. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, She said that despite everything that happened in Kings of the Broken Wheel, Lita still speaks as fondly of Rayek as he speaks yeah. of her. And this was after he told that story and, you know, said that, you know, she had flown just beyond his reach, but he would always follow with hand outstretched. So, I mean, that's, that's always going to be a thing. Whether or not, like, he gets into an emotional place where he can let her live her life, I will not comment on because that might be spoilery. So do you have any recommendation for people like us who need to become better friends with Rayek? <laughs> because obviously we look at him as the villain. He's not a villain. He's an antagonist, <laughs> but he's not a villain. Okay, so there is a, a, a biography of Wendy Peeney that came out recently that I had a chance to read. And it really gave me some food for thought regarding Rayek, oddly. Like, it was all about her life. It wasn't, 
like it involved ElfQuest, but it wasn't a deep dive into the characters or anything. But regarding Rayak, at first I was kind of thinking of him as well, just the antagonist, because gotta have an antagonist. There's gotta be something to drive the story. Doesn't necessarily have to be a person or a villain, as Encanto and Turning Red have mm -hmm. shown us, yeah. but you still need a driving force. So I, for a while, I just thought Rayek was just that. Like, that's what he was created for, and that was what he was doing. Hmm, hang on, that that one got spoilery. Crap, I mean, that's kind of important. I don't know how to get around it. Try right, to well. say it in a way that Siri don't necessarily understand no no or i can be vague as all heck when a certain series that has come out after kings of the broken wheel i won't say which series their events take place that previous events meant that Rayek didn't have to be there, and honestly, I thought that that was going to be the case, that he was off dealing with whatever else had been set up, and he would no longer be part of the storyline until we reached some other point. And then he was there, and he was there for some pretty big events. And at first, I was a little bit unhappy, actually. I The storyline wasn't necessarily my favorite. I thought it kind of would have made sense to leave him out of it. Did you feel it put him in a bad light to have him there? Like, would have been better for his image to not be there? A little bit. I, yeah. I recognize that's me being kind of too much of a fan right there. I can't, I can't say anything else without getting spoilery. Um, you know, like events, they're not completely out of character for him. Some of them, I kind of thought he'd grown past and I think I need personally a little more explanation. Hurry up and read this so I can go go on. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might need to come back when we're like Do you almost that series which series you're thinking of? Oh, you know um, what it is. So that she can look forward to it. Yeah, if it's just like Okay, so it's the events issues. of Final Quest. Yeah. So for the events of Final Quest, again, as I, I said, I I thought Ray could have been left out of them. Mm-hmm. But after reading that article and learning more about Wendy's life pre-ElfQuest, I had a perspective change. And I realized that far from, you know, leaving Rayek out of it, she could not conceive of these events without Rayek being there. He is integral to Cutter, her little elf self. And it's, in some ways, it's kind of obvious when you look at their coloring. They are literal opposites. Yeah. Where Cutter is light-skinned, Rayek is dark-skinned. Where Cutter is light-haired, Rayek is dark-haired. Where Cutter has blue eyes, Rayek has yellow eyes. And those are somewhat opposite one another on the color wheel. The only other thing she could have done was red, which would have been... Weird. Weird. Yeah, a little demonish yeah and i'm not trying to psychoanalyze wendy i am not a therapist i have no training but what i see in that bio where it talks about how her relationship with her adoptive parents was a lot like rayek's relationship with his where they did not get her and they didn't even try and, and you know, other things, I started to see Cutter as the elf self 
that she created of the bits of her that she wanted, that she saw as good. Yeah. And Rayek a little bit is the elf self opposite that with the things she maybe doesn't like about herself or the things that she finds hurtful. I'm sure there's a lot more to it than that. I know it's it's not that cut and dry, but I, I see it as like the, the seed that started both characters into being who they are. And it's just because it turns Rayek's kidnapping of Cutter's family into almost a literal representation of her childhood trauma stealing her family, which is just kind of stealing really interesting take on it. Yeah. And it also gives me a little I'm I don't have a whole lot of patience for tears, little, oh, I can't have a child until I think I won't hurt that child. Because Tear is such a warm loving person and he would love a child so much he would be doing his darndest not to abandon like he might smother the child a bit oh yeah (laughs) but i don't think he would leave the holes in the child's heart that he's afraid of no but those are his fears and it's his life and you know it, it, it is what it is but i wonder if that is also perhaps again wendy's life is her her life and i'm making no judgments here but i wonder if that's also a part of because she said she knew from early on that children weren't in the cards for her and me personally that's a very alien thought (laughs) and other people are aliens to one another and you know she is herself and again no judgment but just to me, that's just so alien. I have to think, why would anybody think that? So that's that, that's how I came to what I am kind of a champion of doing is putting myself in her shoes and seeing how that decision would be the right one for her and her mindset. You know, how would that make sense? Now, I'm sure it makes other different sense, you know, but just for me, that's how I could see it. And that's part of why I will never, ever, 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 forgive Kavi but that's different (laughs) and I know there are people who love Kavi I cannot see it cannot but love who you love you know well Kavi is um something something different I feel like there's a whole lot about her too yeah no but yeah well we get to know her past a little bit later too doesn't mean like do we get to know her upbringing and everything like with Rayak or is she more like... There is a bit, the, the Kavi miniseries goes into yeah. her life a little bit. I know I've seen some of it, I'm not all of it. to know kind of her parentage or heritage. I don't feel like the story goes into the kind of depth and detail that the no. enemy's face does to give you a whole lot more insight. Like it does give you some more, it for me it doesn't give me enough to yeah, kind of give her a pass thing. for you know throwing her child away because he's a boy it's just for, for being her like I, I admire her strength and her willingness to just be herself but the self she chooses to be is a bitch indeed yeah but she, she is pretty like self-conscious like she only thinks about herself i feel yes. like that's not At least what, what self-conscious means oh no, no self, self-centered self, yeah self-centered yes. i mean yes. yeah self-centered yeah. but yeah like um she just like thinks about herself and do what's best for herself yeah even when she was chief she didn't think about what's best for the tribe right it was more like what's best for me at least i read it that way i i think in some ways she did 
try like she, she did try to be a good chief but yeah and, and in a lot of ways she was just more focused on how is this good for me yeah how is this what i want like um, looking but- at rayak i don't think he is that way like what he does he thinks is the best for everyone it's not like i want this because i i feel like that's better for me like he tries to do it for the better good for everyone he just like struggled to listen to everyone i feel there's a like i said there. early on he got the idea like like jean t said that rayek has had his one rigid idea of leadership as long as jean t has known him and i would dearly love to know if jean t's older than him or younger that yeah. that, would, that would make just that, that would either way leads to some very interesting dynamics for jean t and his admiration for rayek yeah, indeed. Shanti <clears throat> um, but... went with Rayak and then one day came to the Sun Village and left with the palace, right? Shanti went with Shenzhen onto the palace. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'm thinking on the right one. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so so just at a, at a very early age, Rayak learned that the people around him couldn't be trusted to think for themselves, so he would have to do it for them. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a lousy attitude to have, but. If that's what you thought from a young age, it's yeah. not that easy to change. I want to I want to touch on Winnowill just briefly. Like for a long time, I just like she was just Winnowill. She was what she was. She did what she did. And I really couldn't see why Rayek felt so attached to her. Still can't. <laughs> Me neither. You guys know Harry Potter? Yeah. Indeed, very much. <laughs> okay. So, it came to me the other day. I don't know why I was thinking about like the elves and what pot, what what uh, houses they would be at Hogwarts. And I think it was a Facebook Elf Quest discussion. We were just talking about that, and I, I'm pretty sure everyone would say that Winnowill belongs in Slytherin. No, if you ask me, why? I think she is a burned Hufflepuff. She put loyalty to Lord Vol and his ideals above her own sanity to the point where it broke her and broke everything. And so now she's just turned in on herself and rejects all the things, you know, the, the, you know, the, the loyalty, the everything that led her there. And she's just very, very broken. And that's why I think Rayek feels for her the way he does. He also feels very broken and separated and you know here's somebody who like it's hard to tell how much she manipulated him and she knows how to say the things that he wants to hear but as they said in book six to cause suffering is to know suffering yeah so to know what he wants to hear i think on some level she has to understand him and understand those feelings to be able to understand what he's where he's coming from and to manipulate it like she has to she has to be able to share that feeling in some way in order to manipulate it as well as she does so quick question and this is for you guys or for anybody listening to the podcast later rayek says um after the after cutter and lita and the twins break him out of the trance and away from the rest of the gliders there in, in blue mountain he says you know at you know do i still dream she lied, she, you know, she tricked me, she mocked me, she lied to me, even in joining. Well, the cries he seems to be referring to 
are the, you know, the, the cries of the newborn babe that's blending in his mind. So when he says she tricked me and mocked me even in joining, is he talking about Winnowill somehow, you know, making sounds that would, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to get that detail. Is he, is he talking about Winnowill <laughs> tricking and, mo and mocking him in the joining? Or is he talking about Kavi? Because that's the moment he realizes that the baby was real and was his. That's a really good question. I it have is. never thought about it that way. I just like assumed he's talking about Beanville because yeah. he's the one in the room, you know? But also, Kavi isn't that far away because they're still at Blue Mountain. And well, she, she's, in his, she's on his mind yeah. because he's now hearing these babies' cries. So he could, you know, he would, he could be thinking, you know, oh, you know, she lied to me about the baby. When he first saw Venka when she had grown older, like he knew instantly that it was like his daughter. Yeah. So maybe has been like buried in his unconsciousness, like for so long that well, he knew when he went daughter. back to the frozen mountains, back to the go back lodge in his fight with Kavi that ended up with the go backs being banished. Um, he says, you lied, you killed her. You didn't want her. So at this point, he thinks the baby was real and was his and maybe was weak for being born out of recognition and that Kavi just let it die because she didn't care. And that has to like play on his mind as well, like feeling the sorrow. Of he wanted loss. that baby so yeah. much. I've loved yeah, the child that like, every known. day to ask if the baby was born. So yeah. he was eager to get the baby. Yeah, like every day to ask if he was born. I, I note that when Ekwar, when he when he's getting ready to leave to go to Blue Mountain, and Ekwar says something about um the baby, Wendy doesn't show his face. Rayet kind of like collapses on Ekwar a bit in sadness, but we don't see his face. That's how strongly he's feeling. Like when he was leaving the Go Back Lodge, when she told him the baby wasn't his and was dead the first time, we see his face. We see the tears, but then later we don't even see his face at all. But Ekwar does, and Ekwar reaches out to try to get him to grieve. Do you do you feel that Rayak is um is an overthinker? Like he's overthinking and yeah. putting much emotion into everything. <laughs> so like being an overthinker myself, like I could have gone way far with that situation if that would happen to myself. He's, yeah. he's brooding. Like he's described as brooding from like day one. That's an overthinker. Yeah. If you're brooding, you're brooding on something. So yeah, no, he 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 he's a massive overthinker. I I like to kind of wonder if he might not be a little bit ADHD too, <laughs> but that might be over over generalizing. Possibility. Oh yeah, no. I have this personal head canon that Suntop is actually Rayek's son. Oh, that's oh, interesting. That's In the novelization of Journey to Sorrow's End, after the party where they're celebrating the Wolf Riders and Cutter tries to get Lita's attention by taking her scarf, whatever. Rayek and Lita go off together and have a last night, I will say. And in that time, like the description says that like, you know, she clings to him as tightly as she can, you know, like uses more magic than ever. And she's also in the meantime, you know, fighting recognition tooth and nail. And so it makes sense to me from a scientific perspective to consider the possibility that she might have accidentally caused herself to ovulate twice. And then, you know, Ember would be Ember, 
and Suntop could, like, a lot of other things argue against it. And I don't yeah, insist upon it. This is just something like, I like to play visually, with. Visually, he looks a lot like Cutter, but... Yeah, he, he, he looks like Cutter, there's all that. But, so so my answer for that was Lita was afraid of Cutter's wolfish nature. Yeah, and she was afraid that it. Cutter would reject the infant that was not his. Yeah. So she consciously or subconsciously tweaked things so that Suntop would look like his father and his father would assume that he was his. Yeah. Oh, that's an interesting thought. Like, so she kind of could feel the infant in like, or the embryo that it was going to be Rex and she changed it inside the stomach or yeah, as soon basically. as he was born. Like, like she just... No, because when he when he was born, like we can see him when Cutter's holding the babies, and there's, there's this very little blonde head. So it's yeah. she had to have done that before before he came out. And which I mean, they, they say him. she did somehow. She helped cut uh, Ember become full wolf rider and Suntop to be full elf, and she did that within the womb. So this is mm. a potential thing that could be. You know, it's probably not, but it's it's something I like to play with. In my head, yeah. But, but is it is there something like with the elves when both parents are of magic that it's more likely that the cup will be of magic, or is there just like um, it, no. it it's it's like recognition. The whole point of recognition is that it makes for stronger, healthier, better babies, babies. and yeah. they often have some kind of magic, even if one of the other parents doesn't really have much. Um, on the other hand, we have Venka, who was born, you know, oh, out of recognition to somebody who doesn't seem to have much in the way of her own magic. And she's a strong magic user anyway. So I think it's up in the air. It could easily be. I'm not saying Suntop has to be Rayx because he has strong magic. I'm just saying. He has strong magic, so obviously yeah just say like it would make a lot of sense if yeah. you get stronger magic and more magic if both parents are of magic yeah and yeah. then since ember at least as i know for now she doesn't have magic she so. doesn't ever okay <laughs> <laughs> maybe well, she has sending but yeah, yeah, like but not not like, like magic, healing magic. or yeah, but yeah she, she she has not shown any other talents no as far as we know she doesn't have any but magic. All elves do or know sending or can do sending. No, no. the sun folk had forgotten how to do so. They can. They, yeah, they, might they be can able to... learn it again. Like Lita learned it. Yeah, like, Lita learned it. I don't know how much the sun folk learned it. Like if they forgot it, it was because they didn't need it. Yeah, yeah. They and it. so they. they I guess it depends on how interested they were in doing so. True. And the Golbacks only send. To confirm the act of love or to confirm loss. The gliders definitely send. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, right, that would be spoiler. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not that easy. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> there was actually one episode I was not allowed to listen to because Elizabeth put in a spoiler, but I did not notice <laughs> yeah, the spoiler I, I while said, we recorded I it. I said something that was really spoilery, but she didn't I did. notice it. And she was like, don't listen to the episode, the spoilers. You're like, not oh. allowed to listen. You're not allowed to check it, anything. Because I edit everything. If I find something, she can Didn't you edit it. out the spoiler? No. Or was it too, no. too much part of the conversation? It yeah. was a really good part of the conversation. And I kind of like whispered it into the microphone to myself. 
and she right. didn't hear it. So if a listener would listen, they would kind of hear me list, like whisper a spoiler in the microphone. Yes, it's not easy to not do spoilers. Yeah, it's kind of like a little Easter egg if somebody can find it. <laughs> it's in there. Oh, yeah. Is there anything more you want? Like, do you feel there's something we left out to talk about, Rayek? Like something you really... Well, something I, I could mention briefly in, in the time we've got left. I was really, really, really nervous going into the audio movie about how Rayek's part would be scripted and how it would be acted. But when we listen, when, when, when that started and the voice actor Pun Bandu, he talked about how he came to the character and you know he said that you know he'd originally been a Skywise fan you know going back over and looking at all this he was realizing wait a minute Rayek was the hero before Cutter showed up and I was like yes thank <laughs> god somebody gets it <laughs> I like I don't expect it to the the story to be rewritten as if Rayek's right all the time because he's not but no one is right all the time no not even Cutter no but I, it was such a relief to hear that somebody, you know, not just not just somebody, but the person portraying Rayek understood where Rayek was coming from. Yeah, were you happy about the way they like portrayed Rayek in the auto movie? I thought he did a brilliant job. I looked him up on Instagram and told him so both times. Um, but like, especially at the end when Sava and Rayek are talking before he leaves, when, when Sava says, you know, Cutter and Lita have joined, they are life mates and I forget Rayek's exact words, but he honestly sounds like he's kind of both crying and laughing at the same time. And it was just a thing of beauty. It was, it was just gorgeous. So quite happy. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you very much, Heather, for coming with us today on this podcast episode. You're welcome. Thank you very much. It was it was lots of fun. I don't really have anybody to geek out about ElfQuest with around me these days. <laughs> well, you can always geek with us. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. I think it was really interesting to see a like a different point of view yeah. for yeah. a character. A good yeah. conversation yeah. and like I don't necessarily have to have converted you, but I'm I'm glad <laughs> you know to, to to have opened your eyes to other angles. Yeah, you yeah. definitely have. Because Rayek has yeah. so many angles, he is so sharp. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much to Heather for joining us today. I learned so much about Rayek. We hope you all enjoyed this episode, and we would like to host more guests in the future. So for the next episode, we're going to talk about Rogue's Challenge. Hidden years number nine and a half. So until next time, go recognize a troll.